102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react. Pretty straightforward. The phone numbers, you'll need them for the entire family to gather around. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. You want to follow me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. It's been a really good week for Austin's own Elon Musk. You know, South Austin's own Elon Musk. On Twitter or X, it is at Jeff Ward Show. If you want to post comments there, go ahead. All that I ask is that you not suck. Get to the point. Make the show better if you can. That's at Jeff Ward Show. And you want to check out the podcast, subscribe to it. We drop a podcast every single afternoon. You can get the Jeff Ward Show podcast wherever you download your podcasts. I hate to promote it, but it seems to do pretty well. The Jeff Ward Show on YouTube because I look like Shrek, apparently. You hate my shirts, which is another issue all by itself. But you can check out the show on YouTube. We drop that each day as well in the afternoon. I I have to use my alma mater as the example here. And I hate to do it because I think people automatically say you're just being a homer. I don't think that's the case, but I'll I guess I'll accept the criticism if you want to throw it at me. But it just it, it works well. So follow along. It turns out my alma mater is the perfect example of what I'm about to talk about and point out a much better way to do it. You can agree or disagree. The University of Texas can win its league in football. It should, let me correct that, should win its league in football, but I don't know that I would bet on that. Okay. But assuming the University of Texas wins its league in football, it would not even be in a playoff, most likely. Now, how much sense does that really make? How is it even really a playoff? What I'm getting at is, I can't stand the setup, and I can't stand the conversations. Can't stand them. Everybody likes to say the conversations about the college playoff are interesting and and compelling. No, they're not. They're really pretty dumb. And I don't know why more people don't find it kind of frustrating. So give me a chance here. It's one of the oldest talk show topics that I can think of that for some reason has now been left alone. I don't know if people are numb or maybe I'm wrong and you really do like this setup, but it's been left alone. I don't even hear that many people anymore say, man, what a dumb idea. What a dumb system. I mean, every single day it is opinion based for no reason whatsoever And I don't even hear people criticize that often. In fact, unfortunately, I hear people embracing the current fake playoff system that's not really a playoff. Um, I hope it doesn't mean you approve. If you approve, then let's let's have at it. At least give my idea a chance here. I'll lay out a much better way to do it um, that I think I don't know how you wouldn't agree. It's a much better way to run a real college playoff system because what you have now is not a playoff at all. At all. Okay. It actually, my idea starts by having, get this, an actual playoff. You know, we have games and stuff. The present day system is as dumb or dumber, I think, than all of the previous systems. This is, this absurd setup has been around a long time. Maybe so long you just don't care anymore or used to it, but. The current system is dumber than the previous systems, and every new system, we're told, is going to be better than the last, but truthfully, they just keep getting worse. Every year that goes by, those of us that are critical of the setup, right, that are interested in the game, you know, real games, and we don't want to see schools playing directional schools just to get wins, um, we're told the system is going to be less subjective, that That's the premise every time, because that's going way back in time. The thing was completely subjective, and it now is completely subjective. But we're told it's not going to be as subjective, and it ends up being completely subjective. So years ago, the champion in college football was voted on by sports writers. And over time, plenty of us complained about that setup, and uh, I guess even people within the sports 
barely, complained about that setup and said there's got to be another way. And so as many of us are complaining about the voting system, the pageantry system, right? It's nothing, it's nothing more than a beauty contest. It really isn't. The question is who's going to pick them? That's the only difference between now and then. Who it is picking them. You're not playing games. You're not, you don't have a playoff. But the more we've enjoyed the NFL, the more we've seen how compelling and interesting the NFL is, the more we realize how stupid the college setup is. And that's today. Today is dumber, I think, than any time. I really do. So it used to be voted on by sports writers. Then it morphed into... <laughs> Then we thought if we just give it some names and some titles that somehow it's going to be cooler and it's going to be a more compelling playoff like the Bowl Championship Series, which really was nothing more than a selection process as well to give you two teams. Again, everything is to avoid a playoff. The people in the industry, mainly the overpaid coaches who are bloated and who run the game, what they're trying to do is avoid playing games. You do know that, right? They don't want to play playoff games. They just want to win games. And usually that means they handpick the opponents so they can win those games. It's as ridiculous as boxing used to be. So the college coaches run the entire system, so they're going to avoid a playoff system. And you shouldn't tolerate it. The network shouldn't tolerate it. The advertisers shouldn't tolerate it. And what you're getting now is no better than it's ever been. It's dumber, in fact. So um, I don't know how today's system, how anybody even pretends today's system of four teams select having a group of bureaucrats get together at an airport Hilton and decide who it is they think their opinion is the best four teams, as if that's better than the days of sports writers picking the best team. Right? It's the exact same thing as it's always been. (laughs) It's just that you've got college bureaucrats, sports bureaucrats, that work in the industry that meet up for bagels and coffee to select the teams. That's what you have now. Um, How can I make this argument? Well, it's really easy. But case in point, and I think this is what really got me thinking in these terms. I'll explain to you how I think it could be easily better. Easily. Very simple. Um, So today on ESPN, it's talked about all the time. It's debated all the time. And I don't don't like how people think that's good. I have no problem having conversations. I'm in the talk show business having conversations about what you think and how you feel and what's right and wrong and all that stuff. Right. I get it. That should have no bearing on the selection process. ESPN today talking about the final, the fourth, the college football playoff poll was released, which means bureaucrats meet, have bagels. Some probably take smoke breaks and they pick the teams on their opinion. And they're ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it is self-centered, and it's driven by coaches who don't want to have to play anybody else. Here we go today. This is the part that set me off. Um, This is Paul Feinbaum, a discussion this morning on ESPN. He does a show for ESPN. I I don't know that I disagree with him typically, um, but but the, the premise of this discussion is everything wrong with the current setup. And let me circle back. I'm not saying all this because my alma mater could win its league and get left out. I, I don't care what the name of the school is that wins its league. Why is, it, why is it the NFL has got this figured out and the incestuous world of college football refuses to do the same? It, let's say if one loss Bama uh, knocks off undefeated Georgia, then what? That should not be a question, should it? Uh, I mean, do we, are we, we're talking about Georgia, and I know before Heather comes in with the facts and the, and the bylaws, <laughs> let me explain what Georgia has done for the past three years. Uh, they, they haven't lost in forever. I mean, they will win on Saturday night against Georgia Tech the 29th straight game. 
Uh, that's never happened before in the SEC. It's hardly ever happened in college football. You might have to go to Bud Wilkinson uh, in the in the 50s to find a point of reference. And there, I think there's one other one in there. Uh, th- this is this is a dynasty that we're talking about. So what does that have to do with this year? Georgia is still the best team this year, and if they lose one game to a very good Alabama team, I, I don't think it should disqualify them. It certainly shouldn't disqualify them against some of the other teams we're talking about. Uh, of course, that has to happen. And I I don't know that many people who are predicting it. Uh, Heather, do you see any world that we could live in where the SEC could be out entirely from the college football playoff final at all? <laughs> at all? It's certainly possible. Listen, first of all, I would be no. shocked if it happened. Let me put that out there. I would be shocked. But if you have undefeated Washington, if you have Georgia, winning the SEC, Alabama winning the SEC, you have undefeated Big Ten champion, you have undefeated Florida State. We can't talk about this without talking about the head-to-head between Alabama and Texas. You can't. But what's important for people to remember is no one in the country will have a better opportunity to impress the selection committee in the conference championship game than Alabama. Stop, stop it. Because they're playing stop the it. committee's what? They're trying to impress someone who's meeting at an airport Hilton, and you're going to tell me the system today is better than it used to be. This is absurd. This is the equivalent of saying the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. They are now in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, because they're good and Patrick Mahomes and look how good they were a year ago. This is asinine, man. It really is. I know I'm not supposed to be sitting here ripping my own industry. I don't know that it's anyone's fault in the industry, but the conversation is so circular and dumb. Georgia's good, Jeff. Yeah, the Chiefs were good a year ago, too. What are you talking about? Why is this so difficult? And I tell you why it's difficult. As usual, the coaches run this, and this is what they want because they don't want to play. They don't want to play. The Jimbo Fishers of the world, these rich guys, are driving this sport, and it's not interesting. No one ever has a conversation like this about the NFL. And don't say for a single second that's what makes college football better. You're, you're going to argue with me that 12 bureaucrats meeting at an airport Hilton to pick the, the four teams is a better setup than the NFL. Really? Okay. Well, I think that's pathetic. So how this works, these ridiculous debates, you just heard it. I mean, what is that? I don't even know how to have the conversation. You know, they were better in September than they are in October. You know, because for three years, they've been really good. Yeah. Okay, Georgia's won back-to-back championships, so they're in. Florida State lost their starting quarterback, so they should be out. Ohio State is number one, so in a close game, Ohio State could drop to number four, which, of course, would keep out an undefeated team from some other league. Yeah, that's a good one, too. You know, Ohio State could drop from one to four in a close game, a well-played game, you know, decided by a committee of 12 people who work in the sport. And then we could drop them to four, says the committee at the airport Hilton, and then they would be ahead of a team, Washington, that had won their league and had beaten three consecutive ranked teams. But, but the committee at the airport Hilton decided they're better. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It's just blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. Uh, arguing whether Texas beating Alabama in September, but Alabama is now better than Texas. So so what is is my point exactly? Okay, Jeff, you jerk. What's the solution? As always, as always. See, first of all, tell the coaches to shut up. Get out of here, rich guy. You just go play. Do you ever see a scenario in which football coaches dictate the terms to the NFL? No. No. Get in your lane and coach and deal with it. That's why this thing looks and sounds the way it does, because they want their wins, and they don't want to have to play each other. So the solution, as always, the solution is the NFL. The model is the solution. This takes less than a minute and a half to create. Probably less than that, but I'll stretch it out. 
I dare you to tell me this is not better. Simple, factual, scoreboard, and better. It's that easy. And you know what you say to a coach? Shut up, $70 million man. Just shut up. Each of these 12, I don't know what they're going to be next year. Doesn't matter, okay? Each of these 12, 14, or 16 team leagues, conferences, sorry. However, we're going to have next year, okay? Doesn't matter. Each of them have divisions, okay? I don't care. East, West, North, South, Pacific, Gulf, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Doesn't matter. The top two teams of each division should be in a playoff. The top seed is decided by how well you do against the rest of your league. You know, like the NFL. Beat your league, you go to the top. Not beat a directional school from across the country by 70 because your coach wants to play the game. Beat your league, you go to the top. Top two teams from each division, go. There. I've yet... You know what you don't need when that's set up? You don't need a committee at an airport Hilton. No. No one needs to talk. No opinions matter. So the top the top seeds, seeds because they win their league. Got it? Each division. So the top is decided by how well you do against the rest of your league, just like the NFL does. How well you do against Louisiana directional schools that the coach has scheduled doesn't matter. Those are wasted games. They have no effect. Doesn't matter if you win by 85 points or one. What does matter is whether you win your division and how well you do against your division opponents. I don't care if you say one league is better than the other. So what? We'll figure it out when they all get to play each other. Then what, Jeff? Okay. Uh, That means there's two Big Ten divisions, there's two SEC divisions, there's two Big 12 divisions. All these leagues have multiple teams. And what they're doing is avoiding creating these divisions, again, so these coaches can go outside of their league and go schedule directional schools. That's what they want to do. That's what the industry is based on. That's why this entire system exists. So some rich coach can beat up on some directional school. And while the SEC has a reputation that is protected by this committee, and in the process, somebody like Washington gets screwed over, it's absurd. I don't care if in the playoffs you beat somebody by 70. I bet you don't. So each one of them has two divisions. There are two teams. That gives you, because they all have 12, 14, 16 teams, whatever it is. Um, You keep taking the top two, then you're up with 16 teams. That's how you get in. But but there's no buts. There's none. There's none. You want a playoff, you have a playoff. The AFC, the NFC South sucks right now. Okay? They're in the playoffs. And they're going to get rolled first round of the playoffs if they're so bad. It'll work itself out. You know what's better? More playoff games, not fewer playoff games. That's better. More games that matter are better than half of the games in a college season that don't matter at all. They don't. And you know what else this would do when your league and winning your league and qualifying in your league gets you to a bigger playoff, which would be a 16-team playoff? 16, not four, selected by people with cigarettes and bagels. 16 teams that play their way in. You know what it would do? It would take out the risk of playing big games outside of your conference. Now, if you say... You want your school to, to schedule cream puffs? Then go ahead. Go ahead. Ticket prices will go down. It'll fix itself. But those games don't matter. They don't matter. So there's no incentive for coaches to dictate the terms of the entire industry because those non-conference games against cream puffs are not going to matter. The networks would then get involved, involved and they would say, hey, Georgia... Don't play that directional school. We really want you, because we pay you, we want you to go play USC. Do that. There's no risk to you. And you know what, Georgia? This is how the NFL works. See, you work for us. You don't work for the coach. We need a good show, so you're going to go play a good show. The entire incentive would be turned around if you play your way in by winning your divisions into a 16 playoff. The higher seed plays at home throughout just like the NFL. How do you choose the higher seed? Again, that takes approximately 35 seconds to figure out. Okay. Um, 
You're seeded based on one loss record, two, conference record, three, record against other playoff teams, four, if there's still a tie to decide, then you use the strength of schedule composite. There's four ways. It took 15 seconds to come up with those four ways, and not at one point did anyone's opinion matter. None. There's no more committees needed. None. There's no more coaches' thoughts. There's no more arguments. There's no more debates. You end up with 16 teams in a playoff. If one conference sucks, then they're going to get bumped out. That's it. You know what happens in December? Not a whole lot of football. Why? Why not? Why not play? Why not have real playoff games? Guess what? It won't happen. It won't. Um, It won't happen... Because the bureaucrats that meet to select the 12 teams answer to the coaches, and the coaches don't want any part of a 16-team playoff constructed the way I just suggested. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. You know what, Smoker Voice? More of my kids is better than you. Let, 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 you need to talk less, Smoker Voice. I'm starting to hate you like Ed Clements hates you. Now you're talking over my kids. Uh, this is what happens now. We call it buy or sell. It's not uh, flipping houses or crypto or something like that. He is Cedric Golden, a famous writer for the Austin American Statesman podcast host as well. What happens now is there are five statements made. You can either buy the statement or you can sell the statements. There are five total statements. That's the way it works. Two media legends, five topics, and a moment of jackassery. This is Buy or Sell. That's Buy or Freaking Sell. All right, here we go, gentlemen. Buy or Sell number one, Michigan versus Ohio State is a Final Four elimination game. Buy or Sell. I'm buying uh, with my heart because I hope Ohio State beats the ever-living crap (laughs) out of Coach Khaki and those sign-stealing, cheating Wolverines in Ann Arbor. I um, I, I think I think it's going to be tough. Uh, I think the loser of this game's got to go. And I know Ohio State's number two. Uh, Georgia's one. Michigan's three. Uh, But there are some really good teams that are that are right there. And um, a one-loss team losing this late in the season should have no claim. I don't care how good your conference is. You know what the score is. You got to win at this time of year. The Wolverines have built-in advantage. I guess I guess Ohio State's changed their signs since the scandal hit. But I'm going to buy with my heart, but not with my pocketbook, that uh, the loser of this game's got to go. Well, I guess I'm supposed to buy or sell, even though I just had a 24-minute rant about how stupid the setup is currently and how it's not any better than it used to be because the only thing replacing sports writers picking teams are bureaucrats at airport Hilton's picking teams. So I can't stand the setup. Um, The fact that we even have these discussions is making my face hurt. (laughs) If there's karma in this world... Michigan loses by 45. It has nine players ejected. There isn't. I know. (laughs) I thought you might say that. There is no karma. Um, What I do find kind of entertaining is that Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, if they lose, he might be in trouble, which is pretty funny. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to assume it's an elimination game. I'm going to assume the bureaucrats that meet at the airport Hilton for cigarettes and bagels. I'm going to assume they've noticed how good the top two teams are in the Pac-12 because they are. And Mm -hmm. I am going to assume these bureaucrats would not screw over the two teams, one or two teams from what is now the best league in the country, the Pac-12. So... I'll buy its elimination game. Loser out, particularly if it's Michigan. They drop from number, 
What did you say they were? Said three. They're three. Okay, they drop from three to seventy-three if they lose. <laughs> oh, if there is a God, that's going to happen. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Buy or freaking sell. All right. The documentary Bye Bye Barry is out this week, and viewers will be in- reintroduced to the best running back of all time. Buy or sell? I'm selling because oh, if, if I were buying, the name of the documentary would be Bye Bye Jim Brown, but it's not. So love me some Barry Sanders, but he ain't Jim Brown. He ain't Earl Campbell. Um there's an argument to be made that he's not even Tony Dorsett. I'm tell Barry Sanders was great. He was entertaining and 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 he was box office, but uh I just I can't place him at the top of that list. Uh the great Jim Brown was asked, "Who who's the best running back of all time?" and he goes, "Well, the line starts behind me and Earl Campbell." And Jim Brown says, "Hey, who am I?" to disagree with them, rest in peace. Uh, I will be watching the documentary because I just love watching Barry Sanders play football, uh, put him behind the Cowboys line of the 90s, and you may have had a 2,500-yard season, uh, but uh, uh, the Mr. Brown is the best running back of all time, and he transcends eras, so I'm selling. Mm. I'm buying. Absolutely. Do I, no, yeah, I'm buying. Oh, Ab- oh my gosh. A- absolutely. Um, I'm buying on number of levels, including him averaging almost six yards a carry. He averaged almost six yards a carry with an absolute garbage football team around him his entire career. If you go back and look at Bear, first of all, I, I love the subject because a generation today, like my kids, they don't really even know what a running back is. It doesn't even really matter in their world, right? They're just they're like throwaway positions. They'd be like a safety. And I can't wait to say you've never seen anything like this guy. His runs, I, I would submit to you, not only is he the best running back of all time, and I get the, I get the Jim Brown thing, I get it. I mean, but not only is he the best running back of all time, I think he's the most dynamic player of all time. There's never been anyone with as many highlight reel moments as Barry Sanders. Never. I don't even know. I mean, maybe OJ. I, I, you know, he had some crazy runs. I don't even know who would be on the list. But his, just YouTube this guy, and it's ridiculous. His 30-yard runs cover 70 yards because he's running around in circles. And it's the closest thing to watching a playground in which none of the kids can tackle that kid. I, I I can't argue enough about how great I think he was um, in college and in the NFL. What he did in college, he turned around and did the exact same thing in the NFL with a horrible team. And you're right. Had he played for Dallas, had he played for anybody remotely that could block, he would chase 2,500 yards. He really would. Um, there. Well, that went well. <laughs> Buy or Barry. freaking sell. Okay, would you, would you would you at least give me this? Would you say if he's if you don't say he's the most dynamic player of all time, then who would you think it would be? Well, he's the most fun player of all time. So, okay. uh, dy- dynamic man. That's that's tough. Uh, I, I love I love to be some Jerry Rice. Yeah, me some Jerry Rice. Uh, love me some Walter Payton. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's got to be on that list because even when the Lions sucked, you didn't miss their game if they were on television. And, you know, this was before DirecTV, before you could get all the games. If the Lions were playing in a national TV game, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, for instance, he made Thanksgiving cool. Barry Sanders, you watched the Lions because you wanted to see what Barry Sanders was going to do. He he was must see TV. So yeah, I agree with that. You think think about think about today. This would be an interesting poll to do. Go out and poll well any football fan, but certainly under the age of thirty five, and not one time does anyone mention a run. Maybe a running back is mentioned every now and then. You go back eighties and nineties. The first half of the first ten spots are taken up by running backs. 
they're not they're not they're just not valued like they were and if you talk about our day jeff uh we grew up with um walter payton and franco harris and tony dorsett guys earl campbell those those were the guys and then in the 80s the marcus allen and bo jackson came along those those were the guys but uh, I think the run and shoot and the seven on seven and all of that has has diminished running backs. There's still some really talented guys out there, but they're not the focal points of their offense anymore. It's the quarterbacks. And, and I would say receivers. I mean, I think receiver has now oh, taken over yeah. as the as the, the there's two glamour positions: quarterback and receiver. Now it used to be when we were growing up, the glamour position was running back. Absolutely. Eric Dickerson, man, there's so many that you just couldn't wait to see. Yeah. And of course, Emmett Smith. Uh, but yeah, it's you and look at what they're being paid now. They're so undervalued and 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 the team, the team that usually uh, does well in the playoffs is going to have a running back that's going to do something. But man, it's all about the quarterbacks in the whiteouts now. Buy or freaking sell. All right. The Texans are a playoff team. Buy or sell. Man, if you had asked that three weeks ago, I'd have, I, I would have laughed. I would have laughed. But I'm going to buy. Oh. I'm going to buy. And I. this is coming from someone who bet that the Texans weren't going to win five games all year. Same here. I made the same bet. I believed it, I believed it brother. I didn't think that they were going to win that many games. They beat the beat the you know what out of the, the Jacksonville Jaguars 37-17 earlier this season and they're only one game behind the Jags in the AFC South and they are playing hard they have a formula they have the the runaway choice for a, for rookie of the year in the league offensive and an MVP candidate in CJ Stroud they have it going can they keep it up uh, sure, they can, and 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 if you think about it, the one the one reason I'm buying this is I think uh, with the Joe Burrow being out for the year, Mark Andrews is probably out for the year for the Ravens. Those are two huge pieces to teams that are that are going to be, you know, that are still in trying to get there. And I don't think the Bengals are going to make it now, and that kind of opens it up for the Texans, even if the Jaguars win the division. I don't think Pittsburgh scores enough. To keep it up, they've been outgained in every game, and they're six and four. Just fired their OC, and so I believe the Texans have a great plan. They have a terrific young coach. They have belief, and and they play in a division that is not tough. And they've already beaten the other best team in that division. So I'm going to buy. Are they getting or giving a point this Sunday? Think they're giving. I think I, be, I believe they're giving Jacksonville <laughs> one point. Imagine in August, <laughs> now, somebody would say the Texans are going to be favored against the Jags, and they're going to be playing for first place on thing in on Thanksgiving weekend in their division. You would say, Jeff, you're on crack and something else. I don't know what else. Crack, Ambien. Uh, Coke, what else can we work in there? Is PCP still around? Angel Dust, whatever. You would say, oh, I, yeah. I'm on that all of it. It's still out there. Okay, I'm on all of it then. If I'd said, you know, said in on Thanksgiving weekend, the Texans are going to play for first place, you would say, man, you got some crystal meth and some Angel Dust. One and a half point underdog right now. Okay. And you know what? If they win that game, they've got a two-game lead. I know. I know. I know. That's amazing. They've got the tiebreaker, so they got wiggle room. And uh, man, I'm so glad. I mean, we, my cousin and I, we always do some futures. And man, we started to load up, and I'm so glad we didn't, because they are way better than I could have ever imagined. I'm buying. I, I I don't know that they that I. I'm not convinced they for some reason Jacksonville's good or on the road. I, I don't know what the deal is there. So I'm not sure about? I'm not sure they beat Jacksonville this Sunday, but they are in a good enough spot. Here's what the Texans have right now on top of all the good stuff. They're healthy. They're ridiculously healthy. 
um, and no one else is. And increasingly, teams are going to be banged up, and the Texans, for whatever reason, youth or otherwise, have been able to stay healthy, and that matters a lot this time of year. And that's them. I, I see no reason why they're not a playoff team. In fact, they're not just a playoff team. I wouldn't want any part of them. I know I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I really wouldn't want any part of them. And and Jeff, listen to this. This is what they have left after this week: home against the Broncos, at the Jets, winnable; yeah. at the Titans, winnable; winnable; home against the Browns, winnable; and home against the Titans, winnable. That is an easy schedule. Yep, they've got left. They've got they've got a nice road to the playoffs, and I I man. The AFC is 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 up for grabs now, and I know we're about to discuss another team, but they it is up for grabs, and the, and I wouldn't have said this three weeks ago before these injuries hit, but the Texans have a great chance to be the story of the NFL. D'Amico Ryan's right now is the coach of the year, no question. Yeah, I I I don't know how it wouldn't be. I you know this Dan Campbell thing, I I don't think that's fair. I mean. The, the Lions were good at the end of last year. The Texans were trash. The Texans have been trash. The Texans were trash in mid-September of this year. Um, you know, Dan Campbell's job at, at, at Detroit is, is nice, and it's great and everything, but it's not that unexpected. The Houston Texans winning anything more than five games was, was, a, was a pipe dream. And not only do, are they in a great spot, they did something last week that I think is uh, like a, a real milestone. C.J. Stroud had a three-interception game probably for the first time in his life. He could not have played worse. He had that bad game. He had an awful game, and they won. And they just won. Figuring it out. Yeah. And the one guy that's been hurt, uh, the the running back, um, God, he's so bad this year. Um, but Devin Singletary stepped in for him, and he had a big game. They're figuring out how to win when things don't go well. That's what veteran teams do. Yeah. And they have a lot of young guys, man. They're going to be someone to watch in these next few seasons. This is Buy or Sell. Two media legends, five topics, and a moment of jackassery. This is Buy or Sell. That's Buy or Freaking Sell. All right, Texas will be the Big 12 champion. Buy or sell? Man, I'm buying. Um, I was a skeptic earlier in the season. Um, Wins are wins, and they figure out how to win no matter what. They've come through some tough times on the road, and uh, all but one game, uh, the OU game they let get away, they've answered the call. Are they blowing people out on the regular? No. But are they the best team in the Big 12? Yes, I believe so. I'm buying. I think they're going to end up playing Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State only has to beat uh, BYU. And uh, me, you, and nine guys from the uh, Town Lake YMCA can beat BYU this year. Um, I, think, I think that Texas is going to figure it out, whatever it is. They're going to beat Tech. I don't think this game will be very close. I think they're going to whoop up on Tech, and I think they're going to go on and win the Big 12 title because they just have more talent than the other teams. Tavondre Sweat is a beast. He's the best player on the team. He's arguably the best D-tackle in the country, and they have the best four-man rotation of D-tackles in all of college football. So Sarkeesian has it going. As long as they keep their 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 foot on the gas and avoid those lulls we've seen, I don't see any reason why they can't win these next two games and be the Big 12 champions for the first time since 09. I'm buying. Yeah, I'm buying too. I, I don't even know that they have to play their, their A game to, to win the two games. They, Texas Tech is awful. Um, and they get him at home, and t- I think Texas played arguably one of their better games all season against Iowa State just because they simplified everything. So they can run and run and run on Texas Tech, and then they can turn it around in the Big 12 championship game against, uh, I assume, I can't even figure out the tiebreaker, nor can anyone else, but I assume it would be Mr. Newsmax 
and his team from Oklahoma State. Mullet. Right, and they they can't stop anybody from running the ball. I mean, they they can't they don't play run defense at all. It's a horrible matchup for Mister Newsmax. So I, I I can't I don't know how Texas doesn't win the Big Twelve unless they completely fall on their face. And even then, even when they fall on their face, they found a way to win. So I, I'm disappointed in the league overall this year. It's just not been a very good year. It's just not a good league right now. No, not as good as it was last year. I know, year. last year was, I was arguing like crazy that this is a really good league top to bottom, and it's just been, it's been a dumpster fire this year. Yeah, and, and, and good for Texas that, they, that they've that they emerged, and I wrote, I wrote in um, today's, I guess it was either today's or tomorrow's paper, it's, it ran this week, trust, Um I wrote that this is their best chance to do something because next next year and the year after and the year after, they're they're going to have a whole new set of challenges with LSU, with Alabama, with Georgia, with teams like that, even with Aggie. Uh, that that that's going to be different. They're the class of this league. We might not be able to say that for a while. So take advantage while you can. You know, I was thinking about that. So the win. Let's assume they win this Big Twelve championship. When do they win their next conference championship? Man, I don't know. I might be pumping gas by then. That's a good <laughs> Nobody, do people still pump gas? You get paid for that? Where? So, well, what? dude, if they're paying, I'm pumping. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, I actually think I give Texas a I give Texas a better chance in the in the SEC than I think most people, and the reason is because of economics, and that is you can buy players now. And I don't know that Ooh. Alabama and the rest will be able to keep up with their ability to buy players. And that's a problem. Uh, Saban had said it yep. in a room full of people. We got to spend more. We got to dig deep because he. I'll not accuse Jimbo Fisher of buying a whole recruiting class. Right. And you got guys. You got guys on the football team driving Ferraris and Teslas. And Tavondre Sweat shows up in the Iowa State media room. With with a, with enough ice to melt Alaska, hanging around his neck. I mean, that that's money, and the money, the money can buy the talent. And you have a good coach who can mold that talent. That's a really good combination. Texas is never going to run out of nil money. That's something we can be assured about. Yeah, and I, I I think it'll, and I think it's the I think it's the path to success. I do. I think, I think we, we right now it seems like a joke to think that. A&M and Texas could could do make noise in the SEC, but they'll be able to make noise in the SEC because they're competing against a poor schools in poor states. I mean, I don't and even know. I don't even know where they. I don't know where they dig up the money to pay Saban. Um, so there can't be enough money in the state of Alabama for they give Ford Fusions and Texas gives Ferraris. Yep, and as long as that gas is up around three twenty-five a gallon, there's going to be plenty of good football talent playing in those two schools. Buy or freaking sell. All right, final buy or sell. The Kansas City Chiefs will not be the AFC champions. Buy or sell. That is such a good question, man. And I think I I have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. But, man, when I tell you the, those receivers are garbage, man, they are just horrific. Um and I don't know that the Taylor Swift thing is helping. And I'm not blaming Taylor. I love me some Taylor, but that's just another <laughs> another distraction for the team. I'm gonna buy, and the only reason I'm buying is because the AFC has been hit by injuries, and Patrick Mahomes is still the most electric, playmaking, difference-making quarterback of this generation. So I'm gonna buy, but I've got trepidation because. Uh, uh, Marquise Valdez, Scantling dropped a touchdown. Sky Moore can't catch a cold. Uh, they need a they 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 really miss Tyreek Hill. Man, they miss Eddie Kennison. That's how bad these receivers are. So I, I'm I'm gonna buy, but man, the, I think that they're gonna have a rough time. Shut out in the second half twice this year. That just doesn't sound like the Chiefs. But I don't know who's gonna win. Uh, I just don't know who's gonna win. The AFC, but if I had to pick, I, I guess I still have to pick the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I think not. You know, here's the thing about the Chiefs that, yeah, yeah, they've they've naturally lost receivers just because it's the economic model of the NFL. 
he was still as good as he's been the other night. He's hitting guys in the hands, and that's against a great defense. He wasn't off at all. I mean, in fact, he was close to spectacular if anybody could catch. But that game at that cat that pass the scan scandling Marquez Valdez scantling at the end was a touchdown pass. Touchdown pass. Twins. Absolutely. Hey, they they had fourth and twenty and he hit a guy in the hands, it would have been a first down. Um and, and they're playing yes. and they're playing really good defense. I, I think they make it to the championship game. I just think their, you know, law of averages catches up. Remember, they shouldn't have even been in the Super Bowl a year ago. They should have lost to Cincinnati. Had uh, somebody knock on knucklehead and hit Patrick Mahomes out of bounds, they lose that game. They were outplayed by the Eagles in the Super Bowl, so I, you know, I just I just think law of averages catches up, I, and I think Baltimore I think Baltimore ends up beating them, but even I, without Mark Andrews. Yeah, I do, I do. Um, but I just think law of averages is going to catch the Chiefs. I, I don't think they're terrible. He's great. Their defense is better. They went toe-to-toe with and should have won against what I think is the best team in the NFL, Philadelphia. I, I think they probably lose in a close game in the AFC Championship game. The AFC, sadly, like everything else in the NFL this year, has fallen apart just because of injuries to quarterbacks. So it's not even that entertaining now. That hurts my heart. Um, I, I, th- I thought I had that one right on the Chiefs. and. They don't look. They don't look like the best team in the AFC. I think they'd struggle against Jacksonville as well. Yeah, yeah. Jacksonville, um, plays, good. Jacksonville plays better against good teams, except yeah. for that. That. Yeah, I just think. I just think that they rise to the occasion. But I still don't understand how they they got murdered by the Texans. That was not even close. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I think the story of the AFC, oddly enough, may end up being the Broncos. I'm not saying they're going to make the championship game. But I think they're going to be able to make some noise. And I didn't see that coming. And they're going to make noise because everyone else is falling apart because of injuries. And no, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is coming back, and I think that would be crazy. And I think Staley's going to get fired for the Chargers. And that I think the, the Broncos sneak in there. They're playing as well as anyone right now. Yeah. And Russell Wilson has figured some things out. He and Sean Payton are on the same page. And we couldn't have said that uh, just four weeks ago. They're on the same page now. Na- name the best five teams in the NFL right now. Go. Uh, Philly, uh, San Francisco, um, Baltimore, uh, man, Kansas City. I'll still put up there. Uh, Houston, maybe fifth. Oh, Dallas. I'm sorry. Oh my Dallas. gosh. Jeez. I'm, I'm sorry, dog. Dallas is. I'm going to put Dallas third on that list. Yeah. Dallas third. Yeah, I, three I, best during the NFC I, right now. Right, and the separation between the three is is pretty slight. And then I think it drops down to Baltimore. And then after that, I don't know if it's Kansas City. I don't know if it's Miami. I mean, I don't know who that fifth is. The four, I think, are pretty clear. And I think the three are very clear. And they're all in the NFC. I think Dallas might win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, my they gosh. Might. Where did this they come might. from? Where they did might. that come from? <laughs> Tune in next week for buy or sell. I'm buying. That. I mean, I might, I might be buying. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm. I want me some glory hole. I do. I do. I'm buying. In August, I said that Jeff, you're on crack. September, crack comment again. October, I'm. I mean, up until two weeks ago, you're telling me I'm a face painter and I'm crazy for the Cowboys. They're that and, good. And last, and last week, I admitted that we're smoking crack together. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm. I, I like where they are right now. And I don't think they have to beat both Philly and San Francisco. I think they're probably end up having to beat one of those guys. I agree. If they're, they don't, I don't think they'll have to beat them both. They go to Detroit, let's say. you picked, If they were to go to Detroit right now, you pick Dallas? By, by, by seven points, no question. Oof. I don't know if I go with the seven. The Lions are yeah. tailor-made for that receiving court. Yep. Did you see the Bears almost win in Detroit? Yeah. C.D. Lamb would have 200 yards against Detroit. Well, yeah, they got nothing at cornerback. That's going to be that's that that would be the the ideal road playoff matchup for the Cowboys. They will beat the Lions. I agree. And they're they're three inches away from beating Philly. Absolutely, absolutely. Look at I, us. I, Look. I, I, I like them, man. I like them, and I I can't believe I'm saying that on national on you know on a national radio show that's. Being listening to listened to by millions of people, but yeah, okay. I'm saying it. And I my just looked up. You know, there's uh there's uh 372 listeners in Serbia. 
No way. Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now. Not that I wasn't paying attention to you, but the man, this is. Uh, I need that software. You need to send me those numbers. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I don't know how to get paid on that. Um, yeah, here you go, right here. There's uh, 174 in Spain as we speak, uh, 219 in Ireland, 227 in Serbia. The French love you, man. That's 354. Um, UK is 800. Mexico, I know you got some love there. 3,700. <laughs> really? Yeah. What about Africa? I mean, you. I mean, you, you, you've done a lot of countries. What about the brothers? Are they listening? <laughs> I got to go down the list here. Let me go to the next chart. Uh, Mozambique. What about the Ivory Coast, fam? Right. I mean, surely. You, you think you think you're popular in the Ivory Coast? Is that what you're saying? What about the What about the Congo, man? I, Congo. I got people over there. All right, hang on. Okay, now we're on to something here. Croatia's at 19. Uh, oh, man. Okay, Ethiopia only got four. You got to pick it up, Sad. Man, I got to pick it up. I got. I eat Ethiopian food, so I got to pick it up. Whoa. Uh, China. We're that Ethiopian audience, brother. We're going to build it. I don't know if this is good or bad, but there's uh, right now, I want to take a guess on the number in China. Man. I'm afraid to say it. I could be in trouble. Uh, hey, hey, no, hang on. I'm wrong. Okay, so India, you got 138. Let's see. No, still we have no African country. I mean, do you count the Cayman Islands? That's cool. It's 28. Okay. All right. Cuba, 22. Nice. China, four. Four? Four. What's going on in China? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe they don't like we your hot. Maybe they don't like. There. Maybe they don't like your hot take on. Uh, I don't know uh, the Cowboys or something. I don't know. Man, the Cowboys are big in China. Yeah, well, not big enough. That's Only why. four. You're right. They're mad at me. They're mad at me. Yep. But I, but I, I redeemed myself the last two weeks. I just said they might win the Super Bowl. Uh, Romania is 23 right now. When did we become international? Why have you I been do. holding out on me? I'm telling know. you. I don't know. I just had the graph pulled up. All right, man. It's always good stuff. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too, brother. Later. This is Buy or Sell.